Good morning, friends. Today is Thursday, the 10th of December, 2020. Our readings for this day are Psalm 37, verses 1 through 18, Isaiah 7, 1 through 9, 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 through 12, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 22, verses 1 through 13. Arise, O Jerusalem, stand upon the height and look toward the east, and see your children gathered from west and east at the word of the Holy One. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's Holy Word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Our God and Savior now draws near. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it. And your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Our God and Savior now draws near. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 37, verses 1 through 18. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not be envious of wrongdoers. 
for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in God and do good, so you will live in the land and enjoy security. Take delight in God, and God will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to God. Trust in God, and God will act. God will make your vindication shine like the light and the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before God and wait patiently for God. Do not fret over those who prosper in their way, over those who carry out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil, for the wicked shall be cut off. But those who wait for God shall inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked will be no more. Though you look diligently for their place, they will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land, and delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The wicked plot against the righteous, and gnash their teeth at them. But God laughs at the wicked, for God sees that their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to kill those who walk uprightly. Their sword shall enter their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. Better is a little that the righteous person has than the abundance of many wicked, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken. But God upholds the righteous. God knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will abide forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. In the days of Ahaz, son of Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, King Rezin of Aram and King Pekah, son of Ramalia of Israel, went up to attack Jerusalem, but could not mount an attack against it. When the house of David heard that Aram had allied itself with Ephraim, the heart of Ahaz and the heart of his people shook as the trees of the forest shake before the wind. Then God said to Isaiah, Go out to meet Ahaz, you and your son, Shir, Desh- Shir Jeshub, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool on the highway to f- the fuller's field, and say to him, Take heed, be quiet, do not fear, and do not let your heart be faint because of these two smoldering stumps of firebrands, because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram and the son of Ramalia. Because Aram, with Ephraim and the son of Ramalia, has plotted evil against you, saying, Let us go up against Judah and cut off Jerusalem and conquer it for ourselves, and make the son of Tabeel king in it. Therefore, says the sovereign God, It shall not stand, and it shall not come to pass. For the head of Aram is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is Rezin. Within sixty-five years, Ephraim will be shattered, no longer a people. 
The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is the son of Ramalia. If you do not stand firm in faith, you shall not stand at all. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. We will use as Canticle 1 a prayer from Prepare the Way, found on page 22. All-knowing God, parents in God, picture and pattern your ways. Forgive us for following idols and illusions. All-seeing God, prophets shine like candles in the night. Forgive us for staying in the dark. All-holy God, front-runners like John clear obstacles from your path. Forgive us for blocking your way. All-giving God, People like Mary offered all that offered their all as bearers of your life. Help us to be bearers of your life. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Second Thessalonians chapter two, verses one through twelve. As to the coming of our Savior Jesus Christ, and our being gathered together to Christ, we beg you, siblings, not to be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as though from us, to the effect that the day of God is already here. Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the lawless one is revealed the one destined for destruction. This one opposes and exalts themselves above every so-called God or object of worship, so that they take their seat in the temple of God, declaring themselves to be God. Do you not remember that I told you these things when I was still with you? And you know what is now restraining this one, so that they may be revealed when their true time comes. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work, but only until the one who now restrains it is removed. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Savior Jesus will destroy with the breath of their mouth, annihilating this one by the manifestation of Christ's coming. The coming of the lawless one is apparent in the working of Satan, who uses all power, signs, lying wonders and every kind of wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion, leading them to believe what is false, so that all who have not believed the truth but took pleasure in unrighteousness will be condemned. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. As Canticle 2, the prayer and prepare the way found on page 26. Christ, light of the world, meet us in our place of darkness. Christ, light of the world, meet us in our place of longing. Christ, light of the world, meet us in our place of working. Christ, light of the world, illumine our darkness. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, 
one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Luke chapter 22, verses 1 through 13. Now the festival of unleavened bread, which is called the Passover, was near. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to put Jesus to death, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered into Judas called Iscariot, who was one of the twelve. He went away and conferred with the chief priests and officers of the temple police about how he might betray Jesus to them. They were greatly pleased and agreed to give Judas money. So Judas consented and began to look for an opportunity to betray Jesus to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover meal for us that we may eat it. They asked Jesus, Where do you want us to make preparations for it? Listen, he said to them. When you have entered the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house he enters and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks you, Where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs already furnished. Make preparations for us there. So they went and found everything as Jesus had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. The Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. And you have a few short thoughts on the readings this morning. As I was reading our psalm this morning, our selection from the psalm, the verse, I will break off the arms of the wicked, just really jumped out at me. And I thought about the myriad of meanings there, that the wicked will have no more reach. They won't be able to reach us. They won't be able to touch us. And then I thought about wickedness acting through people. That as the antithesis of our being the hands and feet of Christ in the world, being physical conduits of Christ's love, people can be physical conduits of wickedness. They can be evil's hands and feet in the world. And God promises us here that this will be cut off. That wickedness will be no more. That wickedness will not use our beloved siblings to enact evil in the world. That never again will either a hand literally punch or pull or grab or grope, but also wickedness will lose its power to reach us. God promises to protect us. God promises that God loves us. And even though 
even amidst evil in the world that has touched us. And you've heard me say this before, but I will say it again. Our immortal souls are safe. They are safe and untouchable. No matter what has happened here in a world where evil has touched us, our immortal souls are safe. And healing is ours through God. The woundedness that evil has done, the wounding that evil has done. It is even right now, this moment, in the process of being redeemed by God. And there is no measure of heartbreak. In God's love, there is no comparative suffering. God weeps for all of it. From the slightest pinprick, both literally and metaphorically, to the most grievous, unthinkable and unconscionable wound. God sees and bears it all, and God breaks off the arms of the wicked. God keeps us safe. I know this might seem paradoxical, but I ask in humble faith for the Holy Spirit to allow this to sink in deeply, that we may know the love of God that goes beyond, far beyond the reach and breaks off the arms of the wicked. Amen. Perhaps I entered our reading in Isaiah with thoughts of God's protection still on my mind because what resonated with me in this passage was the idea of Jerusalem preparing to be under siege from an unholy alliance. And I think that we are often in this world under siege from an unholy alliance and that this season of advent the season of preparation is first and foremost a preparation for the coming of Christ but it's also a time when we're storing up what we need for all the moments to come Because when we have, as our reading tells us, access to water and provisions and all of the other things that we need, then we can be under siege for a while and be sustained. And in our case, we know that Christ will come, that rescue will come before we are depleted, 
And I think I might have a friend or two that needs to hear this right now. Rescue will come before you are depleted. Amen. Speaking of having what we need, I think I was reading in Thessalonians and I was, I was a little confused by the verbiage, you know, that God is allowing this. And I thought, is this a test? The deceiver? Is the deceiver sent by God as a test? Or is this, is this free, free will? And in the balance of the world, there being evil that is the counterpoint to good. Is this the result? Is this evil acting in the world of its own accord and through those who don't know better? And then I realized that, not to be trite, but it's kind of chicken and egg argument. What's the reason that evil does evil? And it's a little bit moot because we know that whether it's a test from God or it's a test of circumstance, we are given what we need to be able to discern the truth. We have the Holy Spirit. We have God's own presence, which is greater than any evil, mightier than any deceiver. And we know the truth. We are made as I've said before and will say again, of the very same substance that God, God's self is made of. That's an important lesson that my spiritual director taught me. And so we know God. We know God when we see God. It resounds. Everything within us recognizes and leaps. Just like John the Baptist did in his mother's womb when he recognized Jesus in Mary's womb. We know God. We have to trust God within us to show us. And no, it's not easy it's not simple it's all of it messy and nuanced but we have what we need and I think the question comes to us through our reading from Luke, 
What are we looking for? In our gospel reading, Judas is looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. God, it's my fervent prayer that we look for opportunities not to hurt but to heal. That we look for opportunities to find and to be your love in the world. In our own selves, God, we are so desperately in need of self-compassion. Judas was preparing for betrayal. Satan was preparing Judas for betrayal. Even Judas in the end was redeemed. But my beloveds, in this time of preparation, let us be mindful. Let us be intentional. God, help us. Prepare us. Let this time of preparation, of expectant waiting, be a time when you are preparing us, when we are actively participating in our preparation for your love, for your indwelling. For your coming. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, by the grace of God, and the peace that surpasses all understanding, all this I pray for us. Healing, preparation, protection, discernment, Oh, and most of all, love. Within, without, all around and through, suffusing everything and everyone. Down to the marrow of our bones, the deepest reaches of our souls. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.
In place of the suffrages, we're going to use the Advent Candle Liturgy. Actually, you know what? We are going to use the Prayer for Christmas Preparations, found beginning on page 985 of Celtic Daily Prayer Book 2. Sovereign Christ, ruler of both the light and the darkness, send your Holy Spirit upon our preparations for Christmas. We who have so much to do seek quiet spaces to hear your voice each day. We who are anxious over many things look forward to your coming among us. We who are blessed in so many ways long for the complete joy of your sovereignty. We whose hearts are heavy seek the joy of your presence. We are your people, walking in darkness yet seeking the light. To you we say, Come, Savior Christ. Amen. We make our hearts ready for the Sovereign of Glory to come in. Through the doors of our heart, though they are made of only the simplest wood, we make our hearts ready for the Sovereign of Glory to come in. We open these doors now fully and completely with all of our will and all of our strength. With all of our uncertainty and all of our weakness, we pray. Come, dwell among us and be our peace today. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Collect for this, the second week of Advent. Merciful God, who sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation, give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may meet that we may greet with joy the coming of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Peace O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. And as the prayer for mission, the prayer attributed to St. Francis, God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. 
For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Dear God, we pray for all those whom you have placed upon our hearts. We circle them in the light. We hold them. We place them upon your altar. We give their and our needs to you, dear God. We pray in thankfulness and we receive your promise that you will break off the arms of the wicked. They will have no more reach. God, we pray for your protection, that you prepare us for the siege and for the joy, for the coming of Christ and for whatever tests and trials the future has for us. God, we thank you that you have given us what we need, discernment, love, the Holy Spirit, your own presence. God, we are so thankful. We pray for rescue, for redemption, for restitution, for healing. And we know we receive the assurance that we will be rescued before we are depleted, that our immortal souls are safe with you that you have already conquered and you have passed that victory to us. God, help us to have eyes to see opportunities to receive and to be your love. Today, God, show us. Show us how you love us. Let us see. Let us see and receive and transmit your love. Let us be healed by each encounter. Let us be conduits of healing for others. In the holy name of your only begotten and his blessed mother, we pray. Amen. Praying together the prayer of St. Chrysostom. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord, to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us and loves us as a good mother. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.